Hello and welcome back to another edition of Outside the Shoe. This is Meredith Hine and I'm excited to be joined by resident baseball expert Jeff Hammersley, who is here to wrap up the Ohio State and Big Ten baseball seasons, including Michigan's birth into the College World Series. It was an impressive season for the Buckeyes, who won the Big Ten tournament despite entering as the seventh seed and earned an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten continued to impress on a national stage, with a number of Big Ten teams continuing on in the postseason. We're excited to have Jeff here to break things down for us. Jeff, how's your day going? I'm doing great, Meredith. Great. Let's kick things off. The Buckeyes had something of a mediocre Big Ten season, but managed to pull it together come time for their conference tournament, even earning that NCAA tournament berth we talked about. What was so special about this season for the Buckeyes, and how were they able to turn it on when it came to the postseason? I mean, yeah, yeah, you said it, Meredith. This was a special season for Ohio State. 36 wins in total, the second most in the Beals era. But for the final, leading up to the final month, it didn't really seem like they were going to get anywhere close to 36 wins. The first weekend of May, a series sweep on the road against Minnesota. And they were on the outside looking in for the Big Ten tournament. However, they came back the next week on senior weekend, grabbed two of three from Penn State. Then the final weekend of Big Ten play on the road against Purdue won all three of the contests in West Lafayette and secured a spot in the Big Ten tournament. To begin the Big Ten tournament, they had Michigan once again. They beat the Wolverines, who were the number two seed. Then they took down Maryland, lost to Minnesota again, but because it was a double elimination, they got a second chance, won that contest, and then faced Nebraska in the Big Ten championship which was taking place in Omaha. So Nebraska had the home field advantage there, but still managed to lose that game to Ohio State. Uh, for Ohio State, they entered the NCAA regionals with momentum after really running the gauntlet down the stretch against Big Ten teams. But after that Big Ten tournament, Ohio State unfortunately got put into the Nashville region, which Vanderbilt was hosting. Vanderbilt, one of the most impressive teams in this baseball season, and right off the bat, the Buckeyes had to face and Ohio State lost the first matchup to the Commodores. Final score, 8-2. to two. But fortunately, the Buckeyes, once again, facing a tournament that has double elimination rules, got back against McNeese, a 9-8 win through 13 innings. They at least got a win in the NCAA Regionals for going home the following day on June 2nd against Indiana State in a 5-10 loss. But all things considered, for the Buckeyes, just getting to that point in the postseason was challenging, especially once the month of May began, they got there. And even though they didn't get out of the regionals, they at least got a win in the regionals. So they could have easily been bounced in two games. They didn't. They forced a third game against Indiana State. And you just look at next season and you just try to build off of that. Ohio State was knocked out of the NCAA tournament by Vanderbilt, the same team which defeated Michigan 2-1 in the College World Series in Omaha. Nonetheless, it was still a solid season, as you mentioned. Heading into next year, what does Ohio State have to do to take it to the next level? Oh, yeah, I think that's a really good question moving forward, Meredith, uh, especially with the state of Ohio State baseball, a team that has proven that they can make a run and get into the NCAA regionals behind solid pitching and hitting. The problem is they're going to lose some of that going into next season. Dominique Canzone being drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in the eighth round. Andrew Magnu got selected by the Detroit Tigers uh, in the entry draft, too. So a couple other star guys on the mound. Magnu has a 2.09 ERA, 5-3 and three on the season in relief work. Kind of critical down the stretch for Ohio State. Uh, in Kansas zone, the leading 
hitter for Ohio State this season, batting 345, drove in 43 runs, had 16 home runs. Uh, those are just the two guys who got drafted. Brady Cherry is a senior. He had, he was taking part in senior day festivities, so his time in Ohio State is done. He's also one of the top home run hitters, 16 just as many as Canzone to lead the squad. So when you lose that kind of offense, Ohio State has to build off of that somehow. I think with what they've shown and with how this team can pull it together down the stretch, I have no doubt that next season someone's going to step up. I think you look at guys like Connor Pohl, Dylan Dingler, who are the, the third and fourth kind of hitters on Ohio State. When you look at the comprehensive batting averages, Dingler was 291, Pohl was 264, Marcus Ernst was 257, Matt Carpenter 257 also, Brent Totus 256. Those kind of guys that you expect at some point are going to step up and really kind of push Ohio State forward a little bit more. But at the same time, I think you look at someone like Zach DeZenzo, who was a freshman All-America, Seth Lonsway, who was a freshman All-American, uh, with just the way he was pitching on the mound, was the second best pitcher for Ohio State. This is where your stars of tomorrow begin. I think a solid freshman start, two or three years' time, these guys are going to be the leaders of the squad. And just looking at what the All-Big Ten selections were last year for Ohio State, Canzone, Cherry, Dingler, Lonsway, uh, you'd start looking at the pieces there and you realize who who keeps showing up on all these different All-American or kind of recognition lists uh, by the season's end. And there's a bunch of Buckeyes with accolades. Uh, but uh, once again, like guys like Canzone, Magno, All-Americans won't be coming back next season. The Zenzo and Lonsway, freshman All-American. I think these are the kind of people you look at, the kind of teammates you look at if you're a Buckeye, that who is going to be the rock for this team when things get tough and there's going to be tough parts of the of the season next season just like it was this year i think for ohio state navigating those rough seas leading into postseason play that's going to be the true test and so far this season they've shown that they can do it beals has shown his ability to take ohio state to win tournaments two big 10 titles in the last four seasons three ncaa regional berths making it in 2016 and 2018 uh, between coaching and the players that Ohio State has already on the team, th I think there's something there to make a, another decent run. I mean, guys will step up, and especially for recruiting, have an Ohio State team that can make it to the Big Ten tournament, can win a Big Ten tournament, can get into the NCAA regionals and win a game. That will go a long way recruiting for the Buckeyes, especially when we look at the 2020-2021 seasons, when I think for Ohio State, building on the uh, the future to get there you have to have a decent pass and for Ohio State the last three or four seasons very good uh, from their perspective winning the Big Ten titles and I think for the Buckeyes the, se the, the future looks bright next season also looks bright too. This was the first time a Big Ten team has made the College World Series since 1967 when the Buckeyes earned their bid just one season after winning it all in the College World Series. In all five teams from the Big Ten made the tournament this season. What does it mean to the conference to have a team able to compete on a national scale, especially in what's seen as a warm weather sport? I think it means a lot for the Big Ten to be able to get five teams into the baseball championship and also getting Michigan down to the College World Series. However, I think there is still a lot of ground that has to be made up. Ohio State was able to win a game in their region, uh, in the Vanderbilt region. Indiana was able to do the same in the Louisville region before they went home um, by the hands of the Louisville Cardinals. But when you look at the other teams, Illinois in the Oxford region, that was Old Miss was hosting, they lost to Clemson in the first matchup. Then the elimination bracket 
loss of the four seed Jacksonville State seven to five. In the Oklahoma City regional, the Nebraska Cornhuskers beat UConn to open up uh, that region, but they lost to Oklahoma State, and then they got bounced sixteen to one by the Huskies in the elimination game. And for the the Cornhuskers packing up their bags to go back to Lincoln. Michigan was the only team that was really impressive, which makes sense because they went to the World Series. They were in the Corvallis Regional. They took on Creighton in the first game, beat Creighton, then they beat Cincinnati. Then they went on and played Creighton again, lost the first match. Then in the, the final matchup of the Regional, they beat Creighton 17-6. to Helped that Oregon State lost right off the bat two games and they were out of the way. But that's the breaks when you get to this part of the postseason. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Michigan was both lucky and good. So having that for the Big Ten, the Wolverines took them to the World. Uh, the Wolverines took the Big Ten to the World Series. They got all, all the way down to the third game to Vanderbilt. They lost it, but they, that the fact that they got there helps the conference as a whole. I think if you're a, a baseball prospect in high school in the the profile in the shadow of the Big Ten. Seeing five Big Ten teams make it, traditionally you don't really see the Big Ten making it that far at all. Uh, Indiana was the last Big Ten team to make it to the World Series in 2013. Michigan was the runner-up this season. But seeing that the Big Ten is at least getting competitive, at least sending teams to the championship and the occasional team getting through to the Super Regionals and beyond is a huge step in the right direction. But you have to sustain this. The Big Ten got five teams in this season. Maybe next year you might want to push for six, or if you keep keep with the five number again in 2020, maybe if you can get two or three of the Super Regionals and maybe one again to the World Series shows that they're at least making progress. I think the name of the game for the Big Ten is progress going forward, and the worst thing you can have next year is all four, five, six, how many teams the Big Ten since next season uh, for the quest for the World Series. If they all go out in the regionals, I think you're right back to square one. But there's at least something to build on. And I think for Michigan, they're the ones lead, leaders in the clubhouse right now for the Big Ten next season, lifting the Big Ten baseball profile uh, against the national programs. Absolutely, Jeff. With the season over now, though, what can we expect heading into the offseason? And what Big Ten team is best positioned to make a run next year? I think heading into the offseason, Expect a lot of the teams to look at what Michigan did, try to figure out what the Wolverines were able to do to be one of the top teams in the Big Ten. Michigan was the number two team, and even though they didn't get to the Big Ten Tournament Championship, they at least made a a, a decent run. It's an earlier exit than what I would have thought the Wolverines had. They lost to Ohio State right off the bat, and that put them behind the eight ball, but they had wins wins over Illinois and Maryland before losing to Nebraska in in the elimination and I think with that, looking at how the Big Ten has done, I think teams are chasing what Michigan and Indiana did throughout the course of the regular season. But I think a lot of teams will look at what Michigan did in the postseason. Adapting when you lose and when times get tough, I think is going to be the key. Ohio State for the final two weeks of the season this past year turned it around. They went from outsiders to winning it all in a matter of about three and a half weeks. Looking at the teams, I think next year that could, I think, had the biggest chip on their shoulder, Minnesota. They were the number four seeded team in the Big Ten tournament. I think it's a safe assumption to say if Ohio State didn't win the Big Ten, they would have been in the, the baseball championship field, but by the Buckeyes getting the automatic bid by winning the conference, Minnesota is on the outside. They were the number four team. Indiana made it. Illinois was the three. They punched their ticket. Nebraska was the five. They went through. The Buckeyes were the seven. The Buckeyes went through as champions. 
looking forward though i think for the most part teams trying to build especially the teams that made the big 10 tournament trying to build off their success and become better next season especially seeing how the big 10 did in the baseball championship and paying closer attention to michigan making it all the way down to the world series i think teams will try to copy that blueprint and adapt it to their own and i think for the conference that's what makes a conference better teams are constantly adapting to be not only the best in the conference but one of the best in the country and there you have it. Again, baseball all done for this season, but Ohio State in the Big Ten making a run this year and what's traditionally been a sport reserved for warm weather counterparts. That's what we've got for you today on today's editions of Outside the Shoe. Again, we're joined today by Jeff Hammersley and I'm Meredith Hyde. We'll see you next week.